0: this is podflix episode 194 i'm willie i'm paul
1: i'm nish hey guys hey i'm back you're back you're back welcome back (laughs) yes it's good to have you it was it was a wild ride without you
0: uh, i haven't listened to the prey episode yet but it was i was really bummed i mean i literally just fucking forgot i'm like i watched this movie and i really liked it and i wanted to talk about it i know so. and
1: you had told us that you had a lot of notes for it that's <laughs> what, fucking, I, we we felt bad like we were like well i guess we just got to do this but you know it seemed like he was really prepped <laughs> uh, well there's some movies that like
0: You know, I take lots of notes and others where I'm like, I'm just going to kick back and watch. And without a doubt, if I don't take notes, uh, you'll notice. (laughs) If you've ever listened to our podcast, Paul, I know you haven't. Um,
1: (laughs) I listen, just just on a
0: bit of a delay. I sit there very quietly for long stretches of time (laughs) when I don't have notes. Well, since you
2: did listen to the Prey episode, let's just assume that it all went very smoothly and Nish and
1: I were on task the entire time. That's right. And talked about nothing but the movie Prey that's right um did, did you talk about eat in love as well <laughs> maybe the only things we didn't talk about <laughs> um, oh boy real quick maybe maybe you don't have this at your fingertips or anything but i i am curious what would you w- without saying anything else what what rating would you've given given to pray Four, yeah four yep that's basically where we were yeah yeah yep it was good. We, we all liked it yeah we all liked it a lot
0: it sounds I thought, like, you know, I don't think you, did you guys talk about cinema? I listened to the first half, but did you touch on the cinematography at all? Because I thought it was quite Ye- good for the
1: budget. Yeah, I think we did. We may not have made that specific point, but I would agree. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I looked at what the budget was for, for that movie, but it's probably about as much as, um, the movie we watched this
0: week, which is, um, Top Gun, M- Top Gun Maverick and Prey. I would guess her close right oh yeah definitely um in prep in preparation for this and I, i'll assume right shortly after this episode shortly before this episode comes out we'll listen to paul's mini flicks on top gun but i i watched top gun this weekend nice and then and and then you guys told me we're watching top gun maverick i'm like that works out perfect I'm, yeah ready really does. To go.
1: <laughs> you didn't even know just happened to watch top gun
0: did you guys touch on the fact that um we were all together and could have recorded in person together and didn't bother to i don't think we
1: did no (laughs) (laughs) i don't think we did mention that that is true we um yeah we were we were all together for the first time in like that that the three of us were all together um for i don't know first time in like nine months or so something like that and and we're together for a decent amount of time on on vacation together with a bunch of our friends and yeah we could have recorded but you know we would have been kind of antisocial assholes for a while if we did that, also didn't watch the movie yes also there was that, that. We, we yes we did have the movie being prey that we needed to watch and didn't let's um let's get the to top gun maverick
0: i am i am eager to chat about this movie um nish why don't you why don't you hit, hit the summary which you kind know, of not gonna be too dissimilar from paul's mini,
1: mini flick summary i think no not really um yeah okay so top gun maverick uh 2022 um this is a sequel to top gun 36 years later um i don't know if it is well we'll get to that um <laughs> sorry uh, i think you were gonna say it's made seven trillion dollars already yeah it's somewhere around there it's in in that neighborhood Give or take a few trillion um no it, it it has made a fucking ass load of money definitely um mm-hmm. it's the technical term industry term <laughs> ass load um so for
0: department of bureau bureau of labor and statistics right Is that's that, right
1: that's a that's, that's a term that's right exactly it where yes where where i work definitely the place i work and not anywhere else um <laughs> <laughs> We won't talk anymore about that. Um, okay. So, yeah, this uh, movie, um, in this uh, in this movie, Tom Cruise again reprises his role of uh, Maverick, uh, Pete Mitchell. I always forget that's his actual name. And they actually use it a couple times here in a way that mm-hmm. they didn't in Top Gun. Um, but anyway, he's still Maverick. Um, he is uh, obviously much older. He's working as a test pilot. He is very distinguished he's won all kind of awards but has never gotten a promotion because he continues to kind of have the insubordinate streak that he had in the original top gun he's, he's kind of still the same guy in a lot of ways just older and definitely more kind of you know life has worn him down in some ways anyway he is um asked to return to top gun re- return to you know the training school and um teach um some top gun graduates uh about um a incredibly dangerous mission that they are going to have to uh fly um and included among that group of uh pilots is uh goose from the first movie um you know his his uh what the hell is what, what the hell was the name of what what goose is the weapons i, f- I forget what like I don't like know. He's, he's, yeah he's he's the pilot and Goose he's the second seat like yeah. yeah exactly the guy in the back um Chatter It's Ryan Chaka. yeah exactly anyway his son um uh call sign Rooster uh played by Miles Teller is among them and they have a complicated history because uh, Rooster blames Maverick for uh Goose's death uh and there's more stuff in there besides but that's kind of the the premise more or less and lays out most of kind of the the tension that goes on in the movie. And then we kind of go from there. Let's start with how the movie kicks off.
0: Cause you're kind of <laughs> like, it's so Wait, fucking so good.
1: I have to tell you
2: about when the movie started. So, um, at the time of recording, the only way to watch this movie was to buy it. And I was going through and I was looking at the movie to buy it. And they also had like the bundle that was like, you can get both of them. And I looked and it's like, no, all right. It's not such a great deal. Um, I'll just get, the new movie Maverick and I put it on and, and on, on Apple TV. I don't know if other services like this. If you buy something, as soon as the purchase is approved, it starts playing. That's it. It's, <laughs> and so that happens and the screen comes up and it says like, it gives us a prologue about what Top Gun is and it starts oh. playing the music. And I and you thought like, you thought it was Holy the, first shit, Top Gun. I bought the wrong movie.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I stopped the movie and went back. And I was like, no, no, I'm watching the right movie. Let me, let
0: me go. Well, the way you know it's not the wrong movie is it It, it was everything was the same except for, I said, Top Gun Maverick on it, not just Top Gun.
1: The After all of hit. that, right. once you get to the yeah, final. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But you got to go through thought. that whole opening part. Yeah. yeah. The
0: same thought. I was like, no, nah, because I, I internet video it. I'm like, well, I wonder if I got the wrong file here.
2: Yeah. No, it is. It is exactly the same as the original movie in kind of the best possible way i think
0: i would a lot agree of things that happened in the best possible way i yeah. mean in the first 5 minutes were basically riding motorcycles breaking the sound barrier playing the getting
1: shipped back to top gun and playing the goddamn music and i was like this is awesome yeah i have um one one of the things that i've done over the last couple of years or whatever but you know when my kids are in the car is like i made a playlist of like just all kinds of movie themes and like, so my kids know all these movie themes like that we grew up with because they just hear them in the car. And so they can like pick them out now. Like they're like, it's like, Oh, it's the Imperial March. Like, Oh, it's Indiana Jones. Like, it's like, like whatever, like all these different ones. And Top Gun is their favorite of of all of the (laughs) themes. Top Gun is the one they always
0: ask for more so than like eye of the tiger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. More so than eye of the tiger. I mean, they have have other ones they like a lot, but Top Gun is like the Uh. one they've consistently like that. They'll like ask for,
2: um, not to derail the conversation, but I have to tell a very quick story about, things. I mean, I, I think, I think that was kind of derailed already, but, <laughs> Go for um, it. so my, my daughter and I were putting Legos together the other day and she finished putting together an ice cream truck that we had gotten. And, and she's, so she's moving the ice cream truck around on the table and she goes, oh, what's the song that uh, the, the ice cream truck plays? I can't remember it. And I was like, I'm like giving her a minute to think about it. She goes, Oh, I got it. And she rolls the ice cream truck down the down the table and she goes, I don't think that's it.
1: That would be awesome if the ice cream <laughs> truck rolled around and you I just could... heard it. Say Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, speaking of
2: movie themes with no context for the movie they come from. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, uh, there's a lot of directions we can take this, but the first note that I have um, is that this is definitely? I mean, it's it's titled appropriately. You know, this movie is definitely a movie that is makes no illusions that it is nothing but about Maverick. And somehow Tom Cruise in this movie, and this, so I wanted to point out that he's the lead. But and there's some name brands supporting people. Mm-hmm. But it is clear as fuck that this guy Tom, like Tom Cruise, knows how important this movie is to pop culture. Was very thoughtful about it and somehow without being a total arrogant douchebag, like carries the goddamn film. And I just wanted to see what you guys thought about him as the aged and more mature, but still, a, you know, cowboy type of guy in this movie. I thought he's better in this movie than the original. He was sufferable.
2: So I agree with you. Uh, I'll just put this out there. I thought this movie exceeded the original in just about every way. Um, yeah, yeah I agree with that. What I, what I liked about his character was he's, you could tell he was the same person. Like you could tell he was the same character from the first movie, but he was also a character that clearly had grown and matured and, you know, changed in a, in a bunch of ways, even though at the core, they were still the same person, which I think is harder to pull off than it probably seems like it is. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job with it
1: yeah no i I agree completely and and like he um this is just kind of restating what you said but like it, it they do a really good job of like he is clearly like he is not like an, he's not immature the way that he was and should have been in the original top gun like he's clearly much more mature and yet still has like that part of him that's just like i'm gonna like i'm going to just you know, even if people are telling me not to, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Like, which rears yeah. it's, it's head in a couple places. Um, but it doesn't come up like you never really think. I, I think the thing that's impressive is that it's like, they managed to balance the character in a way that it's like, I mean, granted he's the protagonist. So you're kind of rooting for him, but like, still I never really thought like, man, what an asshole when he like did anything. It was just kind of like, yeah, I see where he's coming from. I see why it's also kind of wrong, perhaps in in a way but like it also fits his character it doesn't in any way diminish like the real world like 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 all the shit that he has obviously gone through over the last however many years that has made right. him who he is
2: yeah i mean yeah. in the first movie like i think i think one of the big differences is in the first movie he is someone who is good and is extremely cocky about it right and in this movie he's someone who is even better but it's just in this, in in like a weird way, almost just like quietly knows it, and like it, in a way that like he's just going to be the best, but he doesn't need he's got nothing to prove to anybody anymore,
1: right? Like like and 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 I think where that's shown a little bit is like there are a couple times like there's in the there's the opening, and then there's like through the movie where he does something that he's not supposed to do, but to make a point of some kind, right. and then gets dressed down. Like in in the beginning, it's by Ed Harris, and then later on, it's by John Hamm, and like in both cases. He like he takes what's coming to him like he doesn't fight back in really in a way that it's like, oh, like I shouldn't like you shouldn't be yelling at me right now. He's kind of like, yeah, I get it. Like I did what I did and I'm not going to apologize. But I also understand that, like, I'm going to get yelled like I get the consequences for what I did. And like I'm I'm and, and that's I feel like a difference where like the young well, Tom Cruise, you know, the, sorry, the young Maverick, I should say, would have been like a little more like just kind of like a little more outraged that like I think this was happening um,
0: fundamentally a difference here is that um you know however many years later this is 20 30 36 later, 20, 35 something like that i don't know if it's we're in the same universe real time and and what
1: you we know. we can't be can we it's I, I, to sorry, be this is 2019. This is, right, it, this this is the one thing that I guess like it, it. This didn't take me out at all. It you know sometimes these things do, and in this case, it was just like well, that's a thing we can talk about. But like, I doesn't diminish my enjoyment anyway. But like, how old is Rooster then? Like, is he like 40? Like that doesn't sound right. Oh, uh, because how? old? Because he was a because he was kid. alive and like not a tiny baby even in oh, in Top yeah, Gun. Like we saw him. He's like, right. he was like four or something like that. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if this movie takes place in like 2010, 2019, or no, no Right, right, other, other than weird age stuff if you want to get into that. But it's just like some, yeah, exactly. It's like nothing in it really, I mean, not that I know military technology very well, but it feels like it could have been any time in the last 10 years or so. Yeah. I don't remember
0: where I was going with that. Um
2: The last thing I wanted to say about what you're thinking about it, about him breaking the rules is in the first movie, he was doing it to prove he was the best. And in this movie, he's doing it for very good reasons that have nothing to do with his ego.
0: Right, right, right. That's the other thing I was going to say that that and in the first one, he was like, it was like this jockeying to prove he was in the best. And in this movie, it is like clear as a fucking bell he's been doing this for 30 years and he is just the fucking best on the planet.
1: Yeah. Which makes it He he toys with these top other top guns, like the whole beginning of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like you were saying, Paul, I think that's a really good point because like, right. Like the two things I was talking about, like in the first one, he, he kind of breaks the rules in order to kind of like try to save the jobs of the people he's working with to some extent. And then in the second one, he's trying to like do this mission a certain way because he wants all of the pilots to have, the best chance at actually getting home that, right. that, that they can have. Um, and it kind of like, I feel like some of that like kind of gets to why, like, you know, throughout the movie, I know, I know we'll get to him in more detail, but throughout the movie, like his sort of guardian angel is Iceman. Um, who's like now the, you know, like the commander of the Pacific fleet, basically he's, he's, he's an admiral and it makes sense as to why he would, because like, if he was just a fuck up still and he was protecting him, it would be a little bit like, Oh, come on, man. Like he's putting his sticking his neck out for you all the time, but it feels more like it's like, no, he's sticking his neck out because he knows mm-hmm. like his heart's in the right place. And like, he is really good at what he does. And the Navy could still like use him. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I wanted to ask, I'm going to ask this in a
0: reverse way, which is, um, I did make a note that, um, aside from the scene with Val Kilmer, and I want to like spend some time talking about that. Um, the supporting cast we don't the first hour and a half of the movie, i think it's a two hour and eleven minute movie if I remember right, and who including knows credits, run, yeah, what the proper runtime was on my on the device but um hour and twenty five minutes in somewhere in that area, and like there's not a lot of supporting cast in this movie they start to actually like they show ba- they show up in the last forty ish minutes of the movie everything ahead of that there's just not a lot of them, so the question is. Who would you have liked to see more? Whose character what supporting characters did you really like? You know,
1: and, and the rundown is all the pilots plus Jennifer Connolly, right? But and and Val Kilmer, I that's a separate thing. But like I'm gonna name a weird one. This isn't necessarily the biggest one I would have liked to see, but so the um the guy who's like John Hamm's like second in command, Warlock. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he—he's a guy who I like assumed after I saw it, I was like, was he a, was he like a guy who was in the first movie? And then I looked back at the cast and I was like, no, there's no warlock here. I was like, so I it is—it is, is just assumed that like yeah. these two are acquaintances. I wouldn't have minded here like, like having some way to know sort of like what their past was or how they knew each other, or anything because uh, and and maybe there was no real story there. And it, you know, I don't I don't know what you would have cut exactly to put that in. I don't want to make the movie over long, but I'm just right. saying like if if there was. Like that, that is one thing where it was just like, I wonder like what their past is. Cause he definitely supports him a fair amount the way that like kind of the others do who like, you know, a little more of what their connection is. I kind of read that as like Mavericks
2: just been doing this for a long time. And it's like, if you're of a certain age, like you've run into him at some point in the Navy sure, and sure. he just kind of fucking knows everybody. Um, I will say the the one part the one person that one person that I did really like that I could have just used a little more of was Hondo. Um, yeah, he was he was a he seemed like a really cool character and he had that um he he had that he did that top gun thing where just like a random officer just kind of follows along with our main characters and like gets assigned to the carrier and like you know it like goes to Top Gun and then is on the carrier and it's just like that doesn't really feel like it makes any sense, but like, right, right,
1: right.
0: But he like I guess he fight. just he,
2: he got to come along. Yeah, yeah. he got to come yeah. along. But I really liked him. I thought he was great. I did too. Um and it really seemed like the two of them, especially, like go back really far, and I would have liked. I don't. I don't need the history of that, but I would like to have seen like a. I don't know. A little bit more of just like the two of them, maybe like sharing a beer together, or 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 having a little bit of chat or something there, because I like them.
1: I'll give you one more that maybe surprises me to say a little bit, um, and I don't know that I necessarily. I don't know if I, it's that I would have liked to see this person more, but I just liked the scenes were, um I liked the scenes where he was with Jennifer Connelly more than I expected to a fair amount. I mean, one Jennifer Connolly's a really good actress and she did really well with the scenes She had, she probably could have had more of them. Like she kind of necessarily disappears for a big stretch of the movie when the mission is going on, obviously. Um, but I feel like those, that just felt like um, a really nice relationship, like, like a very lived in kind of thing between the two of them, even though they're kind of like on again, off again and like coming back and that kind of thing. But they felt like two. they felt like what they are, which is two older people who have like been through a lot of stuff and are kind of like reconnecting a little bit. But like with that, you know, it's like, whereas like he and Charlie in the first movie, it's like all passion kind of like, this is very much this much more lived in like comfort. And, and
2: and and much more chemistry between the two of them than there yes. was in the first movie. Yes. Um and I thought it was interesting. So she her character is actually mentioned briefly in the first movie as like someone that Maverick used to date. Oh, really? Um, yeah, when when so the Maverick goes, when he when he goes to like the cafe or whatever and Goose and and Meg Ryan <laughs> I still don't know her character's name are there um she, mother she goose. she's yeah mother goose that's good <laughs> um nice she is she's teasing him about like it's like oh i ran into penny like you know and and charlie's like oh who's that and it's like oh this admiral's daughter that like he used to date or whatever and they're like nope that's that's her they kind of bring her around that sounds yeah that, that sounds familiar that now, now yeah, yeah now that
1: you're saying it the admiral's but, daughter i feel like is what it's like oh i remember that yeah, which is like yeah. a nice little
2: thing. But anyway, I agree with you. I thought Jennifer, Jennifer Conley, who I'll admit I don't always love in everything, I thought was a really good fit for this. And mm. yeah, the two of them just, like I said, had really excellent chemistry together, which was good to watch.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, I would have liked to seen more of Hangman uh, in in the in the pecking order of of people in the you know the the pilots.
1: Yeah, I feel like the thing with Hangman was it's like. It was obviously like you know it's like the rooster hangman thing is like a little bit of a nod to like the yeah. Iceman Maverick thing, except like switched, right? Like it's like your right. your more protagonist character is actually the Iceman style person, and mm-hmm. and the loose cannon is kind of like the Iceman guy. He even gives like the smile he gives at the end is very similar. Like when the two of them kind of shake hands at the end on the deck, mm-hmm. like it's it's like that smile is so similar to like the Iceman smile. Like the the yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked uh one thing I, I just have to point out with Hangman that I really liked. I really liked the way they did his name across the yes, top of his helmet. Me too. It was fucking awesome. Like I would I would like as far as Top Gun Maverick merch goes, like I would I would get a shirt with like the Hangman <laughs> thing there. That was cool. So the,
2: the interesting thing about his that character is, that character was not supposed to originally have much more of a part than any of the other pilots, but the I forget the
1: actor's name. The actor Glenn Powell, which uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know him from a whole lot of stuff, but I did look fucking it up.
0: Handsome McGee, dude. Yeah. that yeah. guy is that guy's a looker.
1: So he also tried out
2: for Rooster and then didn't get it, and they were like, "Ah, but that guy's too fucking good. Like we need to give him mm. a beefier part." So it kind of makes sense that like he, it was like kind of there, but kind of thin and a little bit weird, um, and not because right, it, it wasn't
1: the original intent.
2: Yeah, although he does get a little bit of a character arc in the end, right? He does. Like, oh, and, definitely. And in the end, like he is. Like what I liked about that character is like he is very cocky and very sure of himself, but also like very quickly is like, oh shit, like Maverick's way better than I am at this and I should fucking listen to him.
1: Yeah, Um, I like that too, that it's like after the first day, basically, like there's no more like giving him shit. Like it's only in the very beginning kind of before he really knows who he is and has had the chance to really go head to head with him.
0: We're kind of glossing over Miles Teller a little bit, and it, I would say, aside from Jennifer Connelly, well, of the crew of pilots, right? He's he's the most well known. Yeah, definitely, it's biggest name brand. Yeah, and I, th- I thought he was good as always. I, I I think he's a very good actor, but I thought they could have used him a little bit. They could have developed his character a little more in the beginning. That would be if my my only nitpick.
1: I would agree with that. I I don't feel like. I mean, I I guess they had like he had like two things basically. Right. Like it's like one is that it's like he is a pilot who's like very like cautious and maybe overly so. And then the other thing was like his beef with Maverick. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was kind of it. You know, I mean, not that I mean, that's, you know, two things is more than one thing. But like still, it's like for someone who is kind of one of the driving parts of the film, you know, besides Tom Cruise, like in terms of like where the story goes and kind of and, yeah human human mcguffin yeah kind of right um yeah I, I would agree with you that like i and and i also feel the same way i think as you do about miles teller i generally like him in stuff i mm-hmm. see him in quite a bit yeah um yeah. but i but i yeah i kind of felt like in this one it was it less him than his character like for the first half at least it was a little bit like yeah okay he looks he looked a lot like goose <laughs> and he fucking he really like did. he the he haircut. channeled Anthony
2: Edwards like something fierce in this movie like he really did you absolutely buy that this guy is Goose's son
1: yeah especially at the end when when they are in when they're in the tomcat together and he's in the back and like the like a few of the reactions that he has and when he's calling him Mav it's like oh this is like and and it's obviously intentional but it's oh. like he does a really fucking good job yeah. of it where it's like this feels like it's Goose back there. So, Paul said this in his
0: mini flicks about um, Top Gun. And when you watch them this close together, it's, like, really fucking obvious. He, Paul's mention was that he felt like they used, like, stock footage <laughs> and a lot of the action scenes didn't quite play together. And I don't... try trying to figure out how to frame this or have an actual discussion around it, but the... Whether it be special effects or fucking GoPros inside of real, you know f-18s like the flying scenes in this movie were unfucking believable and
1: amazing and great and yeah that's just they were they were they were yeah i mean there's there's no comparison between the flying scenes in this you're right
2: like every complaint that i had about the first movie like this uh, about the flying sequences this movie like undoes them completely like it it does them all totally right
1: and and it's both like like whatever real flying there is is just much better shot and much much more understandable as to what's going on, and yep. then there's obviously like a ton of CG in it as well. That's very well done. That like that uh, that just allows you to like see things that like you know it it, what it made it, me
0: th- yeah what made me think of it is um it's a shot I don't know if it's a GoPro or just you know a green screen or whatever but they do a really excellent job in this movie of like the up close facial expressions of the pilots. You feel like you're in the cockpit with them, and you can feel. Don't feel the G's, but you you can feel that sense of anxiety during dogfights and all that stuff. And I I just thought I thought it was really well done across the board.
2: Yeah, and I I agree with that. Like those those in cockpit shots, which were done by the actors, by the way, while they were while they were in the cockpits, um, were great. I thought the external shots looked really good, and and like you said, Nish, like it was all just a lot more coherent. Like I never got lost in all the various dog fights and stuff about like what was really happening. Like it just made more sense.
1: And another part of that was, so, so this, this, um, the story for this, it was co-written It was a few different people, but one of them was Christopher McQuarrie who's done the last I don't know, three, four and counting 15 mission impossible movies. Exactly. And you know, they <laughs> made makes it, sense, right? Because the mission itself is laid out in very mission impossible terms, right? Where mm-hmm. it goes through for you. We're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. We'll only have this much time like that. It's like totally like a setup for a big, you know, mission impossible set piece. And, and then they go through the training runs in it. And I feel like where that gets you besides just the fact that you get an idea is that it's like, by the time that mission comes around, you know, exactly what's going to happen when they climb that mountain. It's like, Oh, here it comes. And now they're yep. going to invert and go down, you know? And it's like, you know, exactly what it is. It's so well spelled out for the audience, but not done in like this really dumb way. Like it's like, you know, it's part of the briefing. And then the, the practice runs, also double is like showing like how hard it is and how, you know, it's like, and then Maverick does like the run, you know, and, and gets named team leader and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's a good point. Well done. In a lot of ways, this is like a heist movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say that I wrote that down. Like, this is like, it has elements of a heist movie like through and through. Um, but I didn't think about it this way is generally these heist movies we watch. You don't see so much of the planet. You see the planning, like think of oceans, oceans 11, you kind of see the planning. You but see the, some of the, the planning
1: as they're doing it. Like, like, like right. as they're laying out, like, here's what we got to do. Here's what we got to do. And you think we...
2: you're watching the planning, but you're watching them actually do it. Right. Yeah. A lot
1: of times it's that,
0: right? Yeah. It, this was unbelievable attention to detail on what the mission was and mapping out and walking you through. And I enjoyed the shit out of that of, of all the training stuff as well.
2: Well, they yeah. really made it coherent as far as like, why are we at Top Gun we're going to end up in a real mission later. And they didn't just try to like bullshit their way through it. They're like, we are at Top Gun to train for an actual mission. right? And something very specific. Um, right. And that makes the through line like a lot more coherent than the first movie. for yeah. sure
1: And it was also smart. I mean, especially since it's going to be a super tough mission and something that's even hard for Maverick to do. So it makes sense that like you're not training recruits. You're training graduates who are like already like they were top of their class or whatever you know or like close to it and in, in top gun and now they're coming back yeah. and all that you know i thought that was a smart uh thing as well there were well, a lot we're, of pilots in this
2: there were a in, lot of pilots and and they didn't they didn't spend a lot of time on like the competition aspect of them like figuring out who's going to be the pilot to the point where it's like well i guess i kind of know who, who the pilots are going to be but because um, because of
1: the few people who, who they focused on a little more
2: yeah, but like I didn't even know. Because like, they they focused on um, enough that it was like, well, it's not entirely clear to me who it's going to be and who it's not going to be. Because, you know, we, we know like what? Like half of their... Like we, we follow along with like half of them, kind of.
1: Right. right. It, it was kind of like, okay, like... So, you know Rooster's going to be part of the team. You feel pretty certain that Phoenix and Bob are going to be part of the team because we get mm-hmm. a decent amount of time with them. But, but you thought, also know th- that you, you, Hangman
2: you, you, needs needs redemption right it's like like he needs to like get his ego in check somehow so how's that or or, or whatever learn to be a team member you know whatever. right
1: right right it, it you know it could be what happens which is that he isn't part of the team but then is on standby and kind of comes at the end and saves him or it could have been that he was part of the team which is kind of i kind of assumed he was going to be part of the team and then like some shit was going to go down that like where he fucked up and then in the end kind of redeemed himself which happened except he wasn't part of the team. Right. Um well when they but, didn't
2: pick him and they picked Fanboy and I forget the other person the other person's call sign, I was like I was like
1: payback, pay payload, it's pay something, right? Payload. Fuck <laughs> me. Payback, I think. Payday. Right? <laughs> Payday. Payback. Um, payback. payback. It is it is it, it it is payback. When
2: yeah. they picked them, I was like, oh boy, two characters we haven't followed along that closely with. Like, are they gonna
1: are they? Yeah. Yeah. Are they are they the red shirts for this mission? And they weren't. Good for they them. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody died. But yeah, there were um, a lot like like there were all these other people who you just like basically... they
2: mentioned like Yale and like all the like all these right. other people oh, that ah, come in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Coy- like... yeah. We
1: we saw Coyote a little bit I think because he's the guy who blacks out during the training run and oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah right 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 yeah yeah. So there are like all these a couple of other people which I'm fine with, but it definitely was a little bit like okay like are we like are all these people going to be around because I'm i am losing track i did wonder after the first
2: so the first day of training they do like maverick does the one-on-two dog fighting
0: which lots is lots of push-ups which is just lots of push-ups. yeah everything
2: about that montage is gorgeous like i love them i love him just like mop like mopping the floor with these guys and there's just more and more guys are doing push-ups at the end and it's just awesome you're dead yeah you're dead but at the end of that i you're i did dead. think like why are, isn't he going on this mission? <laughs> like
0: yeah. he's so much better he's than clearly them.
2: so much better than everybody else. Like that and it's like I guess for plot reasons he's not doing it, but like I mean it's a minor quibble, but it it, it did make me wonder.
0: There's right. no way that he was not going on the mission.
2: Right. Yeah. But what's yeah. the in universe justification for him not going on the mission? I right? guess the end uni- was gonna
0: be I thought it was gonna be somebody died and he had to plug in. Right. That's, or or, or something following Uh, the plot of the first stop gun somebody's gonna have to die and he's gonna have to hop in the sea you know and i'm
1: glad they didn't i guess i guess in universe what it was was maybe like so you know it's like he gets he gets uh he gets his ass handed to him because of the dark star thing in the beginning and then um and then ice man pulls some strings and gets him there but maybe that was kind of the condition that it's like well like fine like because it's you we'll take him like we can't really say no but like he's gonna train these guys like, he, right. like we are not having him fly like yeah, fuck that, that like maybe
2: that's <laughs> uh, that, maybe that's as much as he could be helped right um, And alright so let's uh, I, I want to talk about because there's a bunch of plot yeah. stuff I also want to talk about
0: <laughs> it's that's where I was heading next anyway so l- let's chat about him
2: I wasn't expecting to really see him in this movie like I kind of like I, I kept myself pretty spoiler free and kind of thought like well that portrait on the walls and the text messages are pretty much going to be it.
0: Mm-hmm. did you guys see the val i talked about it here i don't think we did a miniflix on it the Val Kimmer, um documentary on amazon
2: uh we talked about it during the top gun miniflix yeah
0: moves quite good you should see it but like his voice is pretty fucking Gone. you know,
1: yeah yeah he doesn't have a voice yeah. anymore so what i heard um, was like even even the little bitty talks here um it, it is it was him. well if what i heard is it is him but it is digitally enhanced and altered and then what he had done mm. like last year or something is he went to like some one of these companies and got his voice like digitized for like future mm-hmm. stuff but that but they're not using the digitized voice in this performance it's a, it's his actual voice but they've like done shit to it to make it more intelligible i think that's how bad it is basically
2: so it was really great i mean it was really great to see him it was it was really nice that like over the years like that Iceman and Maverick ended up being like actually really close and had and like clearly had like a really good relationship like he's very close with his wife and all that stuff and like they clearly know each other really well and I thought that was like a nice thing that they did in this movie Mm -hmm. which is basically like yeah, you know, like as much as like Iceman is the antagonist of the first movie, like he's not really. No. Um, and and in the end, like they are all fine with it. And I like the fact that like yeah, you know, they kind of established like yeah, they have a they had a really long history together. Like they're both been in the Navy their whole lives, and they're really close. I thought that was really
1: I really like that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree. And it was like, you know, it was a very touching scene. I, I feel like this, this movie, like it does really good things. Like it reminds me a little bit of like, um, at times it, this is maybe on a little far, but with Val Kilmer, I think it makes more sense of like, um, like Creed where like, I feel like they knew what to do with the fact that Sylvester Stallone was so old and like played that into the character so well and gave it this pathos that like it wouldn't otherwise have. And I feel like that scene with the two of them is like, you know, two, old you know tom Cruise doesn't look old but he's old and like you know and like you know he's, he's 60 uh, i know he wasn't when they shot this but still um and you know and val kilmer's older you know val kilmer i think is a year or two older or, or maybe they're about the same age um mm-hmm. but yeah like you know and, and it it just has i don't know it just had this very touching feel to it like obviously there's a subject matter of the scene too but tasteful
0: it was done very tastefully yes. um Couple things I read about it. I, I was spoiled about it. Um, Me too. I was. Is that like Tom Cruise was not going to do this movie if Val Kilmer was not in it? He insisted not just like that they mentioned the character, but that Val Kilmer was in the movie and had a part, and it was done properly. And I love the way the scene ended. Uh, I think Val Kilmer said to him something like, "You know, I wonder who's
1: better." Who's, or something who's like yeah? That. Who's, who's <laughs> yeah. the better pilot? And then yeah, and Tom uh, Cruise is right. like, "This is a nice moment. Let's not spoil it." <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, "Thank God for that reaction!" Yeah. And, instead of like him turning into like some fucking snarky fucking 20, 20 year old kid, right? Like, or, or, or overly or
2: overly sappy, right? Or, or, right? You know, it was like the perfect way to undercut. You know that. Right. Like, put a little levity in there.
0: It was probably the only levity in the whole movie, but <laughs> it was perfectly placed at the end of a very sappy scene
2: i, I mean what, i laughed out loud sappy. when i was watching it for sure it was <laughs> it was funny
0: i feel like it, it might have like the way he says it and delivers it, it feels like it was an ad-lib line where he just like made that up
1: yeah i know it's he right probably couldn't I probably not but i but i know what you mean it's it's delivered well
2: and i really like what the, the other thing that i liked about that whole the whole scene with them and, and the lead up to it is when he's talking to Iceman's wife who I don't think I don't know if we ever hear her name or not um they don't they don't feel the need to over explain what's going on with you know Iceman you know not Val Kilmer right but but like Iceman it's just like oh it came back uh that sucks oh he can barely talk now nobody really knows okay got it and it's just like yeah they don't need to fucking like deliver two minutes of exposition for our sake to understand like suffice it to say you know he has this condition which means he can't really talk anymore Okay. Got it. Like, you know, understood. And and I feel like in a different movie or maybe like, you know, 15 years ago, they would have felt the need to, you know, explain and feel like, okay, now we've justified why this, you know, why this character is behaving this way in in a way they didn't need to, which I liked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Hit me with plot stuff. I got a couple other things on my list, but, but, but hit me with plot stuff, Paul.
2: Yeah, so I really um we talked about we talked about the first dogfight thing. I I really like um when he gets shit canned basically and he's like there's there's nothing I can do here and he's like and Jennifer Connolly is like you'll figure it out. And he's like, No, I can't. He's like she's like, you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> the the moment when he, when they when um um John Ham's character. I don't know anybody's name. When John Ham's character is, is giving the <laughs> updated briefing and And he then all just, of a sudden he's just there. <laughs> he's just there and he's like, I'm gonna do it in 215. And and like you, you know John Ham is pissed off, but he's just performing this amazing thing, and everyone is just like watching with bated breath. And I was just like, like that moment got me. I was just like, yeah, go Mav, like fucking do it. Like you can oh, do yeah. this. And one of the things I really liked about it is maverick in the cockpit is clearly Mm -hmm. working really hard and really Mm -hmm. struggling like he is not just being a badass he is like even for him this is really fucking hard for him to do but he knows he's got to do it and i really i really like that you know you talk about characters showing their age like i think that's a good example of that Mm -hmm. like he can pull something superhuman out of his ass if he needs to but fuck it's hard
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no i totally agree and i i think you make a really good point like I really like the way that's written where like, like you said, like, like John Ham is almost like just mesmerized by it. like, like, like there is this part of him very much that is like, can he do it? Like, like, like yeah. I, I like, cause it was a small part of me that at first was just like, well, like why wouldn't he just like immediately call for them to stop? But I feel like it's like, no, it's because it's like deep inside. He wants to see like, it's like, will he actually do this? Like yeah. 15 seconds less than like, what what they'd even been practicing and hadn't been doing i
0: like john ham in pretty much everything and i thought he was perfectly cast yeah i was, in, I was gonna say the same thing this like
1: this this role makes perfect use of like what john ham is good at yeah yeah I for sure totally He's, agree um
0: the last thing i have on my list and I'm, I'll, I'll open the floor for y'all's question which is um the music Music is a big part of the first one. There was no danger zone in this one, disappointingly. Well,
1: there was in the very beginning. In, 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 that, oh, yeah, in that opening, the top yeah. anthem goes right into danger zone. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Same way the first uh, movie does. Yep. You know,
0: um, and I like the piano, the 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 tribute to um Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. Yeah. The piano scene in the bar, and the music was just a lot of fucking classics and great they didn't get tricky with it they didn't try and add a whole lot of new stuff i thought it was just fucking awesome
2: yeah i will say for me i didn't love the lady gaga song at the end me neither okay i thought it was weird that the that the progression of like love themes went from take my breath away to hold my hand um I also, and I, just, I also found
1: it weird that the that the words to hold my hand it seemed to be only hold my hand over and over and over, <laughs> and over again. <laughs> yeah, as as a as a song standalone, Yeah, I have to say I didn't love it. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. It's at the real it's a, it's at the end uh, yeah. of the movie. So it's like not it's not during some like, you know, it's like 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 take my breath away, like makes me think very much of like that right. part of the movie. The original movie and hold my hand is at the end so who oh, cares there
0: are two other things to talk about um in parallel and we have to compare it to the first movie in this which is number one like the bar hijinks in this movie were much more uh much less corny and, and more enjoyable for me where he like got tricked into paying the bill and it gets thrown out of the bar like yeah way uh, less cringe
2: <laughs> yeah. for sure
0: yeah. um this one I don't think is less or more cringe, but this is if I was to say the one cringe moment of the movie, it's that like fucking playing with two footballs football scene on the beach.
1: Oh, the 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 substitute for the volleyball scene.
0: <laughs> yes, like the sport sports 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 sports. sports. Um, <laughs> I started. All right, so I made this note while watching. I'm like, okay. This movie makes nothing but sense. If you happen to be into dudes, this is going to be an enjoyable movie. If you're into dude things, this is going to be an enjoyable movie. And if, like, you like just, like, cool guy stuff, like, even down to, like, the very end, and I don't even know how to define guy stuff, but,
1: like, at the end, like... Fucking the,
0: the like Silver dicks, Porsche, you know, guy stuff. <laughs>
1: I, know. I was gonna say, it's like, I, l- I like the difference here between dude things and guy stuff. No, it's <laughs> two I like, different. I don't know how to describe it. Like,
0: <laughs> fuck, I mean, there's like, a bunch um, of bro shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> there is bro shit going on in this movie. And it's like, but even like the fucking down to the silver Porsche at the end, which has no part in the movie whatsoever. He's oh, just agree. like, standing next to this super fucking dope 80s Porsche. Yeah, like, I want old, that Porsche. I think it's awesome. Porsche, yeah. You know, like. Every like my attention to detail on everything was like that's cool. You're like oh that's cool. The, the, I like his jacket. F- I like his sunglasses. My I like my jeans. Uh, my like,
1: my kids have just learned about cars and and car brands yeah. and all, and they're always looking. And we've seen you know Porsches on the on the road and stuff like that. And um. They watched the last twenty five minutes of this with me, mm-hmm. um, and um, and I got there. I was like, I was like, that's a Porsche. I was like, that's a cool fucking old school Porsche. And they were all excited <laughs> about like, yeah, yeah. Uh, no part of the movie whatsoever. <clears throat> never drives it. It's just kind of
0: standing next to it in the end. I'm like, yep, yeah. another cool fucking. No, thing, and then and then and then a Penny's fucking P5, Penny and, drives it a few times in that. I didn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't
1: remember that. I was gonna say, and then and then how there's this P51 Mustang that we've never seen at the end that they, like, refurbish and, like, fly out. And it's like, yep, like, this old fucking awesome World War II plane. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it did have the original motorcycle, though, that 80s Kawasaki mm-hmm. bike. The the
2: the beach football scene was ridiculous because I couldn't, I think it was, you couldn't fucking follow what was going on. It was like, oh, they're playing no, offense yeah. and defense at the same time, and, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. Right. At least there was a plot contrivance reason to like they needed to build these guys up as a team, as opposed to the first movie volleyball scene, where just like we're just going to show you some fucking shirtless dudes for a we while. We
1: work hard, we play hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh,
2: <laughs> and I did like that. Like Tom Cruise gets to play about half of it, and then he's like, "I got to go sit down. Like I can't fucking keep up with these guys anymore."
0: Right. Uh, whoever trained those kids, like phenomenal job. They were all in really good shape. That they were like really, really fit. So
2: I'll tell you, uh, th- not to be like IMDb trivia, dude. This this whole thing, but I will tell you one thing fu- funny that you can appreciate, Willie, which is, you know, as most people know, when you have like a shirtless scene or whatever coming up, like you fucking train really hard so you can be totally cut and look great for that scene. Yeah, yep. which they all did. Shot the scene. They went out for, like, pizza and beer that night um, and, you know, whatever. And then, like, a week later, Tom Cruise was like, none of that scene worked. We have to shoot it again. Oh, everybody was, like, fat. And, and everyone was like, over oh, him. fuck. And they're like, all right, like, back to the gym for another week straight oh. so we can shoot this scene again.
0: Nice. <laughs> so that sucks. Um, well, it worked the second time. Worked the second I time. Well, I don't know if the scene worked. It's fine. I mean, it's but, fine. But
2: like the, the point of it the point of the scene is like they're a team now. And like I think that comes across, even if you can't figure out what the hell they're doing <laughs> with multiple footballs and shit.
0: I mean, even in that scene, I was like, Yep, this is definitely going to tickle all the right nostalgia buttons for Paul. Like I knew a hundred percent that you were gonna love this movie tickles
2: one other, buttons. that scene tickled some other buttons for me there's a lot of buttons yeah.
1: Tickling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah creep one other um you know like you said like like in the top gun tradition i liked that the mission itself which obviously was a bigger part whereas you know in the original top gun it's not really a mission it's just like shit that happens at the end and it's like oh you've been called to like go do this um but it's also, again, yet again, like a mission that it's like in real life. It's like, what's well, would spark a fucking war? <laughs> like, like, yeah, in like, the top code <laughs> world, you can get away with a lot of shit with okay. a lot we, more stuff. But yeah, we, have exactly. to, we have to talk about the last
2: mission because so
1: because Wait, of, did they mention what where this? No, no, no. It's, it, it is. It, was, no, no. it is. It is deliberately vague. Yeah. Same. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, in the top it is, tradition, it, it is a rogue state. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Um, we have to talk about the last mission because they do the whole, they do the thing and it fucking works. And Tom Cruise gets his ass shot, shot down, protecting Rooster. And I was like, I don't know where this movie is going from here. Like, I don't
0: for a minute there. I was like, Oh shit, this is going to turn into a mission impossible movie. And he's going to be on foot.
2: Well, I thought, I thought there was a chance they actually like killed him off because it was like, man, it would kind of make sense that he would like die at the end of the movie. He died Mm -hmm. saving Rooster. And then like Rooster gets to experience that basically and like Like what it was like yeah yeah and maybe understand maverick a little bit then they fucking cut to him waking up in the snow and i'm like i don't know what the fuck is going to happen in this movie um and i have to say like uh, uh, maybe you guys clocked to it i didn't but like in 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 very early in the movie they say uh they say oh these these super advanced fighters are at this landing strip and maybe a couple of old f-14s And I had totally forgotten that they called that out. I did not. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't remember they did that. And then they fucking go to the hangar. There's an old F-14. And and like talking about hitting the nostalgia buttons, I was like, this is a hard thing to pull off, but they're fucking pulling it off because (laughs) they're, they follow up. Like it's a great scene when they're doing the, 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 you know, the Death Star trench run and all that stuff and they, (laughs) and they pull it off. It's another really great scene with the two of them hijacking that tomcat and fighting those planes and like it fucking war- like
0: it's two <laughs> in fucking hands signals like shit yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know
2: what that one is nope, i never, never seen, seen that, that either, either yeah.
0: <laughs> it's really I, good like I I enjoyed that scene of them in the F fourteen I think it was my f- uh, of all the scenes the two of them and him trying to figure out how to like. I don't know. There's like 300 fuses back here. <laughs> right. like,
1: I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Like their, their but it's chemistry nice. really they, hit they, it off They really seat. did in the end, like, like thinking about like, it's like they hit. It's funny because this is just like the last episode we did. Paul where in, in a way pray where we kind of noted the, the places where they deliberately, Call back to Predator in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. like with just little things they do, and it's like mm-hmm. similarly, you know, it's just like it, whether it's like stuff like Miles Teller very much like channeling Anthony Edwards in that last part, or the F fourteen oh, wow. itself, or like the opening dogfight where like the first move he does on uh, it was a Rooster and Hangman or whatever, as he does the invert over over him with like the the, you know it's like the like all the scenes i remember from the movie like that they even do the fucking tower flyby at the very end even though it's not like fucking being an asshole but they yeah yeah, they do the buzz the tower it's got
0: no fucking landing gear right he's got no hook and he's gonna buzz the tower yeah Yeah.
1: exactly the 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 line up the line at the end or not the line but like when he is lined up to land at the end and he doesn't have the landing gear and they lose the engine. like just the look of that it gave me flashbacks to the fucking top gun nes game where you always have to land <laughs> on the aircraft carrier and never fucking good okay,
2: <laughs> we, yeah we talked about this it was fucking yes. impossible
1: yeah. but yes he pulls it off <laughs> yep yeah exactly so but it was like it was that same shot basically like seeing that landing I was like oh like hopefully he makes it the I um never the, land.
0: i could never land that goddamn plane in that game
1: no, Never. it was impossible. No, that was impossible. Yeah. The uh the F-14 is entirely CG in when it when it's in that dogfight at the end. And the huh. reason is this is this is my IMDB trivia guy stuff. The reason is because um they're like all decommissioned. Like they couldn't like there there are none that have engines in them. They were able to get one, I guess, and like get some spare parts and like put it together mostly but it still didn't have any engines but it was enough so that they could do like the shots like when it's in the hangar and they're like fueling it right. up and all that kind of stuff and getting ready to fly it but like when it's in the air and all that like that is c- completely cg as are the enemy planes but i heard when the, he's doing the, doing F- shit, the like, f-18s a lot of that is real at least some of it when like, he's like pulling the lever and like the wings you know fold uh, out and stuff it's like uh,
2: all of that was so good yeah it was all so good
0: you know, I kept having this thought the entire time. All those training scenes, all the, uh, it's just like, man, that gas must be really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't cheap. Jet fuel is definitely more expensive than premium gas. And good God, I don't know how many gallons it burns per second, but it's got to be a lot. Yeah, I, I, I mean,
2: kept thinking about that at the beginning with the what, what's it called this the dark star or whatever yeah that, that yeah fake Mach ten plane. I was like, how much fucking fuel does this thing have? Like, I do like the scene, by the way, where he fucking crash lands and then shows up at the thing and asks for some water.
0: <laughs> and the kid, uh, and everyone's like, where, "Where am I?" Him. And the kids like,
1: <laughs> "Earth." That <laughs> <laughs> was a good. That was a funny yeah. little scene. It was. It was. It was. It, it yeah.
0: could have gone off the rails real quick when that scene was gone. I'm like, oh, "Is this motherfucker gonna hit space?"
1: <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> fucking fast 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 and the furious nine all over again <laughs> Yep. fucking run into ludicrous up there it's all about family
0: guys yep. <laughs> fucking cars in space thank god okay is there anything else you guys want to chat through i think we've kind of loved on this thing for i
1: don't know solid 35 i mean
2: i could keep the love fest going but i won't
1: <laughs> if you got anything okay. big to say you can
2: no, I mean I, I do have one other small criticism to, to tap us off with, which is sure. I thought Penny's daughter, Amelia, um was it was a little weird because clearly they, Maverick and Amelia know each other. Um, and this movie like part of this movie is like is like Maverick feeling like a failed father, stand-in father figure for Goose. Um and there is like no hint of like any kind of significant relationship between him and Amelia to the point where I'm, to the point where I was like, it was like kind of weird where he's like, yeah, I tried to be a father to, I was kind of a bad father. And I'm like, you're talking to somebody who you're, you know, want to have a very serious relationship with who also has a kid. And it just kind of doesn't come up at all. And that feels weird. And it's like, if you're going to do that, like why even kind of have the daughter character in the movie?
1: Yeah, I agree that like, I, I did note that as well. Once or twice where it was just like like I got like the scene like like where he where he climbs down out of the window and she's there and she's just like like don't break her heart like like that like that one made sense where it's like you're right she's being protective of her mom because it probably like the last time they were together or whatever you know and he kind of fucked up or whatever probably like hurt her but like even at the end where it's just kind of like she's like there like when he's like with the plane and then he like turns and like like feels a little weird that he wouldn't be like like I guess we wouldn't see that in the end, but it felt a little weird that it's like, are you going to say hi to her even? Like, yeah. Like, like,
2: <laughs> and that not that the last thing she says to him? Like there's, I feel like there's even no like payoff to that scene where she.
1: No, no, no. You don't ever see. You don't see her after that. I don't think until, right. until that ending scene.
2: Right. Yeah. And there's, and, and there's no payoff of like the daughter being accepting of him being around or whatever. Cause like the implication is like, it's going to be different this time. Right. That, like, right. Sure. They're actually together now yeah uh, but i don't know that that was the one that's one little quibble that i had
1: right and it's like I, I don't know that we needed like scenes where they try to bond or something like that or anything like that but it but yeah like just not even having them talk really yeah like felt, why have felt the, a little yeah. weird except I, yeah. like i i guess they talk when they first meet like when she's in the bar right and i like, have sort of the character like, i guess a, a little bit the end, yeah. yeah
2: i don't know that's that's the one thing
0: minor good we put some let's put some grades on this bad boy
1: okay nish um um four i i have no reason like why it's not higher than a four but it just feels like a four it's really good i mean it's 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 really good it is as you said an improvement in er- every way over the original which i obviously have a soft spot for as do probably most people our age um but is not actually really that great a movie um this is like this is a really good movie um it you know the one thing i'll say about it is like i am not surprised in i mean other than just who knows why things make a ton of money when they're not like fucking superhero movies or whatever um but, like, I'm not particularly surprised that this made a ton of money. It's it's very crowd-pleasing and just very well done. And it's got fucking planes, like, fighting in it. You know, it's, like, cool. Um, but, like, I guess the one thing I will say is it's, like, leading up to it, I felt like some of the reviews and even some stuff that I heard from friends or people i knew was just like kind of rapturous and like i guess i will say that it's like this isn't like the best movie i've ever seen in my life or anything like i felt like i was like starting to get that sense from people where it's just like oh my god top gun maverick saw it eight times in the theater and it's like yeah, it's good it's good it's, it's a really good movie like I'm, I'm glad this is not something i'm i'm sad that i paid 20 dollars to buy and i'm not sad that i have it i will watch it again but
0: there you go Polly. what do you got
2: um i i i really really like this movie to the point where like it's like i was watching this movie and and i had a moment and it i can i can pinpoint the moment we already talked about the moment where he is shit and then is going to do the the uh the trench run um to prove it can be done and i was like fuck i am really liking this movie and Similar to niche, but different. Like I had heard the movie was surprisingly good. Not that it I didn't hear quite rapturous feedback, but I heard it was surprisingly good. So my expectations were already a little bit high. And I was like, oh no, they're right. Like this movie is actually really good. Um, and it's definitely a movie that, this is a great example of a movie succeeding at what it's trying to do. Like it's not trying to be the best movie ever, um, but it is wildly successful in everything it's trying to do. It's more ambitious than the first one um, more complicated and, and better basically in every way. Um, if the first top, like it, it almost makes the first movie better in retrospect, like I'll probably enjoy the first movie more the next time I see it, knowing that this movie is coming. All that being said, if the first movie is probably a two and a half, like this movie is a four and a half. Like, this, I, it was, like I said, I, I was really surprised how much I just really liked this movie.
0: Gosh, I'm trying to see if I can ha- if I have anything additive without just like continuing to goober over this. Um, <laughs> it's a, a shortcut. It's a four and a half for me as well. Wasn't a perfect movie, but um, had all the right like parts of nostalgia from the first one. Um, Tom Cruise is like we've always known he could carry a movie, but is he, he took a character that I found, truth be told, a little annoying. I found his character part of um, i'll say my least favorite part but not one of my favorite parts of the original top gun and and made it like i fucking love this guy now i think he's like matured as a human and as an actor and as a as a character or maybe just as a character and all the other stuff isn't true um but and i really liked um this like this like caper slash you know um mission impossible type of feel to um to the movie like this in, in that way and I, the only other thing i can think that might be parallel but i don't think we ever got to see like the training sequences is like we all love submarine movies for a reason it's like there's a thing that they need to accomplish and it's high stakes always and i had that feeling with the wrinkle of like having an awesome training montage and i really love the way they handled val kilmer so mm-hmm. four and a half
2: If you had told me a few years ago that, like, they're going to make a sequel to Top Gun all this time later and you were going to fucking love it, I would have been extremely skeptical that that would be possible.
1: I I remember when they announced this and, like, kind of being, like, kind of like, okay. And I I don't know why. You know, it's like one thing I'll say with Tom Cruise and, you know, people can disagree. It's like I know he's a weird fucking human being, you know, and it's like I, I don't forget about all the Scientology shit and, like, all that stuff. But like, damn, if he isn't a likable presence in every fucking movie he's in, you know? Yeah. Like, I I just like, I like Tom Cruise movies just generally. There are very few that I can think of where it's just like, no, like, fuck this. Like, most of them, it's just like, yeah, it's it's good. And he's good in them.
2: What I thought was one one of the, I, I know we're supposed to be moving on. But one other thing I wanted to point out is this is the first movie I can remember seeing that doesn't really hide the fact that Tom Cruise is pretty short.
1: Like yes. there's a lot of scenes where he is like clearly shorter than the person he's. Yeah, he him. is. He is like nose to nose with Miles Teller quite a bit, and is like, yeah, like six inches shorter. Yeah, like it's like, it's, it's like yeah,
2: very obvious.
1: Yeah, agreed. I like that. If he if he is becoming a little more secure with the fact that he's a short dude, like good for him. It's about time. Nobody no, nobody really cares all that much.
0: Fucking sixty, get over it. exactly. This, you're
2: only getting shorter from here right out <laughs> <laughs> um
0: we got any emails nish what's what's going on in the, in the in the world of
1: Podflix? sure we got it in the world of Podflix. i mean you know this episode the show we just did uh that's what's going on but in in terms of our email yeah we got some emails um i'll, I'll just as as i've done the last couple of things we'll single out one so this one is from samir um who asked um i think this is in reference to we did the well, we recorded it a long time ago but it came out relatively recently was the wheel of time mini flicks that i did um i wasn't even listening the first time i know right so um don't worry this is not wheeler time wheel of time centric but um you know he notes you know he says you know you talked a lot about um about the wheel of time series being a series that you meaning me had um had read and like you know it was kind of like one of like your things that you were really into Uh and it was interesting to see it actually like come up on the screen um Mm. and and he you know he was saying i i also read the wheel of time series you know a lot when i was when i was younger and he said i was curious are there any other book series whether they're fantasy or something else that are like things that you guys have been really into that like you would like to see or just that Maybe even not like to see, but like something that just hasn't been shown on on TV or in a movie or anything like that, or like hasn't had the right treatment yet. That like in your, you know, in your heart of hearts, you would love to see like the perfect like movie version mm-hmm. or TV version of anything. There's you've this read this. This one book series, it's called Game of Thrones.
0: I don't know if you've heard <laughs> of it. <laughs> Have you read Game of Thrones? I've listened to the first book and. um it was good. I yeah. just like they're long and like
1: yeah. Yeah. You yeah. I, guess, like, I guess. I guess. Sh- I guess. I should say. Have you read the A Song of Ice and Fire? Is is the series? Yeah. yeah. Very very yeah. long. They are. And yeah. I've I've I have read them. I have I have all of them meaning five so far
0: uh i don't know if it got made but there was a book i read by eric larson called devil in the white city if they've been talking about making they it forever. they have been talking
1: about making it forever and yes i would love to see that because it's um the version they've been talking about forever was going to be like scorsese directing and leonardo dicaprio starring i believe that would have been fucking ball yeah 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 no that's that's a really good pick i forgot all about that that was like something that existed going to go look that up while while we continue answering. A
0: really interesting book, the way it's I don't know if you've read the book, but it goes um, Paul, do you know anything about this 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 storybook? It's yeah. um 1904 World's Fair, if I remember correctly, in Chicago. 18 1893. Uh, ten years sooner. Um, and basically it's the I believe the first serial killer. So they basically have to create a city within the city and a short period of time so it kind of covers the architecture and how they built this you know big world's fair and while that was happening you know this guy like people were moving in to help with the construction and whatnot and this time like there was a serial killer that was just basically like scooping up people that were coming in from nebraska to make a buck and he'd be like (laughs) stay at my house and then he built like an incinerator in his house and shit and was like killing them and then like burning them you know and just like getting rid of the bodies and uh every other chapter like chapter one chapter is about the building of the city and the next you know is about this fucking crazy guy Hmm. well
2: i think for me like sometimes sometimes like a like something that you you know you read as a kid will just like stick with you in a way that like it probably is outsized compared to its quality level um but maybe not. Maybe so the never-ending story. No, um, for me the, the the series that I would love to see turned into let's call it a limited series. Mm, let's get, make it four seasons because there's four books. I think um, would be the Rendezvous with Rama series.
1: Um, this is Arthur C. Clarke. It is Arthur C. Clarke. Yes, i uh, I know of it. I don't I don't know anything about it though, other than the name. It's a, basically
2: it's about a alien spaceship in a big cylinder um, like shades of, um, uh, the, the thing from Star Trek four is very much like based on this design. Um, but it's this alien cylinder that comes and it's basically like, there's like a world inside of it and it fucking like picks up people from earth, um, and travels back to where it came from. And like the whole series is like, what happens? And like, it's like a generation ship where like people have kids and like, and like they kind of live their whole world in this crazy like cylindrical world um, and I remember really like it was like, a, it was like a book series I probably read three times when I was a kid and really liked it and would love to see it turned into something um, and it's Arthur C. Clark so it probably has an outside chance of eventually becoming
1: something but yeah it's definitely possible
2: yeah I, I, I really like those books
1: I don't know if i have a good answer for this one um as as i look around my bookshelf trying to think like is there something i'm forgetting um because like a lot of what i've read has um like i feel like books i've really liked like some of them just seem unfilmable um so like one that is on my shelf that i remember really liking is um the adventures of cavalier and clay by michael chabon um, which is like a, a big movie a big movie a big book i would say like in the early 2000s i, I can't remember if that's exactly when it came out but like around there is when it came out i think it won the pulitzer prize or something he, he won something for it um but um it's this cool story about like immigrants um you know d- during like second world war but it's got this comic book thing to it as well at the same time and it's like almost written in this kind of comic booky kind of form but it's like there's a lot that happens in it and and it, you know, I wonder how that would like play as a as a actual movie or something. But but Michael Chabon is someone who, you know, he has also done some screenwriting and stuff like that. I think one of his other books, Motherless Brooklyn, I think they made into a movie with Edward Norton. Um, and he is one of the he was one of the screenwriters on one of the Sam Raimi Spidermans, I believe. Maybe mm. Spider Man two. Um so it's like he has some experience with that. And I feel like maybe that's one of the reasons I like that book is I felt like there were There were definitely sequences of it that felt like it's like, oh, this feels almost like it's written like a screenplay. Like, I see this on on screen, like certain parts of it. So that's definitely one I would say. Um, Another one is cheating, I would say. Um, I really liked the book um, World War Z, which if you've ever read it, is very different than the movie World War Z. Um, And the movie wasn't bad if you guys have seen it. Like, it's just not the book at all. And it's another thing where I don't know how you would film the book. Um, The book is written as like an anthology. Like the idea is that there's this huge zombie war that took place over over the world. And it is now 10 years since humanity was able to turn back the zombies. And this is like a person who is writing a book like with interviews from people who lived through it. And that is how the book is written. Um, So it's like it's written in pieces. It tells the whole story, but they're all like these little vignettes. From, like the beginning of the crisis like what happened like had it got to its worst point how they turned the tide and it's all these little interviews with different people and it's really cool and if you ever do read it i would recommend the audiobook which has like a bunch of big people who do like the voices of individual people like it's got like like alan alda and like people like that who do little like parts and it's really well done um and the writer as, as if you if you didn't know this the writer is max brooks who's mel brooks's son hmm he wrote uh, World War Z. It also it also doubles because it is World War Z. Um I I read the book a while ago, but the beginning of it is a pretty good description of how a pandemic goes and and all the <laughs> shit that happens with the pandemic and all, quite a bit of it was born out with oh, what happened you... with our pandemic. How could like, you possibly know how that goes? Right, exactly. Like, like people like putting their heads in the sand and like refusing to admit there was a problem. Um, people profiteering and like and like you know waving around fake cures and things like that, and making things worse. Like, there's like all kinds of stuff like that um, that that's in there, which you know he was very right about in retrospect.
2: Well, you maybe want to go look up if there was at least the Rama series on Audible and unfortunately only the first book is on audible although you can get the others in french um and everyone says the first book is really good but the narrator is terrible (laughs) so Uh, that sucks uh, (laughs) i guess i'm just if i want to check it out again i'm gonna have to read it with my stupid human eyes that's right have have someone uh, just
0: have like that apple voice read it to to you um the other um the other one that comes to mind for me, I know we're kind of beating a dead horse, is yeah. there's some... Um, but uh, a book called City of Thieves. It's it's written by David Benioff.
1: Oh, interesting. Speaking of Game of Thrones.
0: Right. So it has that feel to it. Like I think that's probably his wheelhouse, but it's um takes place during Nazi siege of uh, some Russian city. Leningrad, Leningrad, one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm um, I'm looking at um, it now. It's Leningrad. I'm basically like one of the guys gets arrested and then in order to get, he's offered a chance to get out of jail, but he has to find a loaf of bread or some shit. I don't remember, but he's basically just like schlepping all around Russia, trying to like scrounge a loaf of bread while avoiding Nazis and trying to escape at the same time. And it's both kind of funny and depressing and was really like a super quick and good read.
1: Interestingly enough, in the on the Wikipedia page for City of Thieves, it notes at the end that the book the book so the book came out in 2008 and it mm-hmm. was a major artistic inspiration for the game the last of us which i don't you, know if i know oh uh, yeah it, it's a big uh, zombie game video mm-hmm. game hmm. interesting so, okay yeah that so kind of kind of <laughs> interesting
0: okay enough of this book shit my stupid eyes and <laughs> paul's stupid eyes that's right fuck these eyes um anything else anything else to cover we got through our emails we definitely didn't get any tweets i'm assuming
2: no (laughs) please
0: (laughs) get anything on a truth social let me just check uh, i don't think so i doubt it
1: i learned i learned the other day through some uh Stop me if I'm wrong, right? But like, instead of tweets and retweets, they are truths and retruths, or something like that. Oh, <laughs> it's, no. it's some like <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> a retruth, yeah. Oh, boy, I
2: heard somebody. I heard somebody say that. And I thought they were kidding when they said that. I mean, maybe they were. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm pretty sure I read this in like a real article where it like where it was talking about I don't know something that had happened and somebody had posted on you know Truth Social about whatever, and then they mentioned that it's like you know the number of tr- <laughs> tweets and retreats which on truth social are called truths and retreats and it's like what oh jesus think,
0: who, who do you think branded it a tweet versus like a, a twits or, or i twitted or whatever was, I, I know, know the know. answer to that oh you do yeah
2: i know the actual oh, yeah. answer steve jobs um, no uh, a and, company and... called the called the icon factory made the very first twitter client Um, and, um, they were the ones who called them tweets when you did it. Like they had like the bird theme and all that stuff and they called them tweets and they, and Twitter picked up the, that term from that Mm. third party client. Not Mm. a very funny story, but it is true.
1: No, it's good to know. I would, I would have assumed it was
0: Twitter itself who had done that, but. Yeah, I really uh, wish somebody would do some better branding of my stuff for me for free.
2: <laughs> no, all you got to do is write a very uh, appealing viral social network, and somebody will.
0: Seems easy. Just do it on Ruby on Rails.
1: It'll break. Yeah. Fail well every fucking five minutes. I mean, Willie, al- okay. wi- Willie already created Truth Social. What more do you want? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. So
0: I'm going to retrace that one out. Yes. There.
1: <laughs> I have a question for you guys. I, I you could you could edit that out as you see fit. Will you?
0: <laughs> Not happening.
1: I decided to
2: check our our, our Twitter account, um, and now I have a quick quiz for you guys. What? Is, how many days has it been since the last time the Podflix Twitter account tweeted something?
0: What? Is oh boy. Um, how long have we been back at this? Has it been two years? Yes, more than two years. And then the last time before that, well,
2: so the this is the most recent, yeah. The most recent tweet on the Podflix Twitter account.
0: The question is, did you tweet something back in 2020 around bad boys, or
1: did you I'm just gonna guess that he. I'm, I'm gonna guess that he did. So I'm gonna say, but I obviously could be wrong. I'm, I'm gonna say Eight hundred fifty days. Wow. Okay. We got a guess, Willie. Two
0: thousand four
2: (laughs) hundred (laughs) twenty-two. No, the correct answer is actually a mere five hundred twenty-five days.
0: Wow. So only only a year plus ago. Yeah. You're gonna be like, actually, yesterday, fuckers! I've been live streaming this whole fucking
1: day. (laughs) Just, just, yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that
1: said.
2: Now the other the other part of the quiz is: Can you explain what I tweeted? Because I don't know why I tweeted what I did, which is with no context, a picture from the original Mortal Kombat of Scorpion fighting Scorpion.
0: I can really Mortal, Com- Mortal Kombat miniflex. I went to see Mortal Kombat at the movie theater. I do remember that.
2: <laughs> so, so that must have been why I posted
0: that. <laughs> say 522 days ago i could look and I, i'm sure i could find the
1: date it was that, april 5th of
2: 2021 was the last time that account tweeted
1: yeah sounds about right we did do a Mortal Kombat miniflix didn't we? Didn't you didn't you do a miniflix about that or did we did like we it. all watch it no 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 because i've you? seen it well i've seen it I, right, i definitely have not so so we didn't all watch it i recommended that's for sure i hated it <laughs>
0: This this all sounds correct. <laughs> tickled the tickle the wrong buttons on on Paul on that one.
2: Uh I Uncle can't
0: fifth. find anything on Mortal Kombat. No, me neither. I No. Hmm. We talked about we talked about I don't think we reviewed the movie. but we, we talked <laughs> about it in an episode maybe. Did we in,
2: I, did I, we I, intend I, to record that as an episode and then never did? Is that what happened?
1: Oh, maybe. That's it's possible. possible.
2: <laughs> so the last tweet is is to build hype for an episode, we never did. That seems appropriate. <laughs> it really does.
1: <laughs> we should
0: tweet uh, "The Devil in the White City"
1: <laughs> coming next. <laughs> I looked. I looked it up. By the way, um, it is currently scheduled to be a series from Hulu with uh, with 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 DiCaprio producing, um, and uh, it said as of January twenty twenty two that Keanu Reeves was in talks to star. Who knows where that went? It then says it doesn't say who's in it, but it then says that it's scheduled to shoot next year and plans to be released in twenty twenty four. So, yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't know either.
2: I also do they not sh- know.
0: They should let Miles Teller play the role.
1: <laughs> Just discuss. Yeah. Only if he keeps that mustache. Yes. I mean that's that that's a must. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that it can grow one. I wasn't sure. Yeah.
0: It's a strong mustache. It's good. All right.